After a brief hiatus, we've finally returned with episode eight of the official podcast of DyingScene.com. I'm one of your illustrious hosts, Anarcho-Punk. With me, as always, is my amigo, Bob. Say howdy, Bob. Hello. (laughs) 
Still not going to fall for it. I'm no. working on you. Uh, we are here to bring you all of the noteworthy scene news that you were probably too lazy to read and play some rad music from some bands that you were probably too lazy to discover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like our opening track, great example. Uh, that one was actually brought to you by SoCal Boys Chaser. That was Bonfire from their new LP, Sounds of Sirens, which will be released digitally through Dying Scene Records. Awesome. Right nice. Locally sourced, I think, is how uh, we're supposed to sell that. Locally sourced music. Uh, so that's also going to be released on vinyl through Effervescence Records. Uh, and we are going to be seeing that drop probably right around the time that this episode airs. July 20th. Let's see if Bob can beat the <laughs> deadline. <laughs> He's got the deadline now. That's two months. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can probably. Yeah. No, he... No, but the uh, the track is great. I like those guys. And and when I asked uh, Dave about it, he sent us the file because obviously the album's not out yet. He said that uh, Chaser is actually, and I'm going to quote it here. I'm going to read exactly what he wrote. Uh, Chaser is one of the main reasons I started Dying Scene eight years ago. I thought their album, Numb America, was incredible. But back then, if you weren't on Fat or Epitaph, none of the punk news websites would write about you. Interesting. It was really frustrating to me that such awesome bands were flying under the radar of the punk media. So I said, F it. I like how he edited himself. And then, you know, <laughs> I'm going to start my own site. I wanted to get more exposure to bands like Chaser, which is why I'm especially stoked to put out this album on Dying Scene Records. So cool. good find, boss. All right. I think they sound a lot like some early strung out. Took me back to my, my high school days, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a long time ago for you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was years uh, and years and years and years. Enough, Bob. Uh, so, what have you been up to, buddy? I know uh, you went to Hawaii there for a little bit. What was that all about? Just you went got back from for, Hawaii for on volcano uh, season. Yeah, on Dying Scenes do uh, Dime with all the <laughs> uh, the money we get paid to do this. I saved it up and went to Hawaii. No, um, we went for a wedding and decided to spend an extra week there. That was pretty awesome. Didn't really get to go to any shows though. We were in Maui, and I don't think they have music venues there that do punk shows. Probably not many, though. No, right. no. Uh, and, but you did go to a show here on the mainland? Oh, right? yes. I went to the Pears show. Pears show the week uh, that I left for Hawaii on a Wednesday night. Uh, I'm out at uh, <laughs> Characters in Pomona. Uh, uh, they played with High... High and melted. Uh, that's a pretty cool card, and that's a cool venue too. There, characters. So they play out on the patio. They played out on the patio, and uh, yeah, I ran into. Um, is it Rob from Wiretap or Felony yep. Records? Yeah, I don't know which one. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, but one of the bands has re just released an album um, with uh, with him, so that's why he was there supporting the band. But it's a great show. Pairs is fucking awesome, as always. Um, they're on tour right now, so if you get a chance to check them out, do so. You will not be disappointed. Zach, their singer, is an animal on stage. She's, I think of him like a uh, ringleader of like a circus. Like He's yeah. just so animated. 
I think of him like uh, the Encino Man. He's just crazy. <laughs> it's incredible to try and shoot. It's uh, it's always fun. Yeah, uh, trying to take uh, pictures of such a rabid performance. That's nice. Um, yeah. So uh, let's see. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, we took a little longer than normal to get this episode up. Uh, that was mainly due to me trying to get settled in my new place here in the Mile High City. Yeah. So I've been pretty busy just getting immersed into the local scene here, trying to find my way around. Um, How been, is it out there? Uh, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's not quite L.A., but. I mean, but how's the scene been? It looks like you've yeah. been posting a lot of shows and a lot of venues that you've been going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already been to three or four shows out wow. here. Let's see, like the first, I, within like the first four days that we were here, there was a Punko de Mayo at a bar. I went nice. down and shot that. Um, it was, I still hadn't like completely unpacked the house yet, but I was shooting shows. So that kind of shows you where my priorities were. Uh, so I shot what I could. Most of my batteries died because I'm a fucking loser uh, but it was really cool that i found it already the the one of my first new local favorite bands uh kenny's login kenny's login okay not, not only do they have a badass name uh they were a really good performance uh but our friends in uh, people corrupting people also played a show there awesome uh or they actually played the punk of mile uh, that and a couple other local bands so that was cool uh, definitely knocked the rust off of uh, not doing like an actual photo shoot in a while so did they have tacos there at Punko de Mayo uh, yeah they did they had a taco truck was it, it wasn't, decent was it I California tacos or no I don't want to I don't want to talk about the taco <laughs> oh truck. bummer uh, then uh, let's see then a couple weeks after that I got up with uh, Toby over at Red Scare and he got me into the Lawrence Arm, uh, Lawrence Arm show okay. at the Oriental Theater here awesome. uh, they played with Red City Radio and Sincere Engineer Sincere Engineer uh, who's also with Wiretap very cool uh, so that was pretty cool and then we had a local show with uh, the Windermere's. Uh, the Windermere's, one of my local favorites. I've known them since I was back in LA. Uh, and DFMK. DFMK from Tijuana came up. Uh, I think there was like three, four other bands, uh, one of which was Voice of Addiction, which we're going to hear from later in the episode. Uh, that all went down at Three Kings Tavern uh, here cool. in Denver. So, yeah, I've been running into a few people that I recognize already um, and already making friends. Of course, the people from uh, People Corrupting People. They've all, uh, always been friends of ours. And uh, actually, I think we did an interview with them on an early episode. Yeah, we did. Go back and check that out. Um, yeah, and it was pretty cool. I went over to their place a couple nights ago and uh, went for band practice and heard some new songs. Uh, got to see kind of how a song is built. That was really interesting. Uh, so, making friends. Very cool. Despite despite my appearances. Rotten Blue Menace was from out there, right? Yep, yep. They are no longer a band, but they do That's play what together I was gonna every ask. once in a while. Okay, yeah. bummer. 
uh, I think they had a reunion show a, a couple months ago before I moved out here. But gotcha. yeah, I love uh, love those kids. Lots of energy. Violent shows. Wouldn't be able to take very many pictures of those. Right. Uh, all right. Look, we got a long show today. Uh, let's go ahead and get things started with a block of music. Kicking it off as always, we're going to start with Boss Man Dave's solid gold lock of the episode. This is Stringer with the new single, Ghosts. I don't want to think about it every single day or have to suffer through the drudgeries of games we have to play. Cause my interest comes in fans. Is it too much to insist that we find a way to turn the situation into shit? Cause she's not stopping now. Thinking ordinary thoughts are near the crushing weight of staying straight. The best of us on pop. Tell me at the low spin. Ghosts from Stringer. That's the new single uh, out on uh, Wiretap Records. We're talking about those guys a lot. And we're not even done. I think I have a story coming up in the news segment. Uh, that's a teaser. Huh? You like that? You tease. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, Bob, uh, I think Dave just picked that because uh, of the lyrics, the sounds of the dying scene uh, line. <laughs> I think that's really the only reason he did it. That's a possibility. Uh, uh, maybe he's trying to tell us that should be like our new theme song. But it's a really good song. Excellent writing and sick guitar solo near the end there. So good job, guys. Mm-hmm. Time for some Hermosa Beach hardcore down there in Bob's neighborhood. These guys are one of my favorites. One Square Mile. This one's from the upcoming album, The System. This is Long Way Home. Mm-hmm. 
go, Bob, some fucking hardcore from the homeland. I actually had to get permission to play that one from the guys nice. over at uh, One Square Mile because the LP is still pretty early in the uh, production phase. I don't know if I'm supposed to use that term. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. They're still shopping it around, though. So if you own a record label, call those guys up. They're looking for some help getting that record released. Um, that was a long way home. What do you think, Bob? I'm glad they gave that to us. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. That was very uh, nice of them. I wonder, are they doing a uh, full record this time around? Because they only did five yeah. songs on their first one. No, this one's a full LP. Yeah. Yeah. You know how so, I feel about that. I'm, I'm glad um, it's a full LP. So great job, guys. We can't wait for everybody else to hear the rest of the album. We get to be uh, a little bit uh, high, high, highfalutin. We get to hear all the music before all what of our fans. What does flute even mean? I have no idea. I couldn't even tell you. Just throwing around big words like you're an educated person. Uh, slightly educated. Uh, I bet then our next act here is pretty educated. From Dallas, Texas, these guys uh, have been around for a little while. Been loving them for a long time. This is Fat by the Gallon with Explode. from the new EP, Jackasses on Pleasure Island. 
That's it was a called great it, name, isn't it? Yeah. That the track was "Explode" by Fat by the Gallon. I love those guys. A little uh, punk from the the heartland of Texas. Awesome. I think Dallas is the heartland of Texas. Wow. I, don't I have no idea. I don't know much about Texas except when I drove through there. I tried to get out quickly. Yeah. Uh, Bob, you want to do some news? All right, so when I originally put no effects in the news segment here, uh, I lay these things out a couple weeks prior to actually recording, just so I can have a shell. And it uh, was about them talking about possibly putting out some new music. Fat Mike had a vague statement about fans loving new music, and of course the media grabbed hold of that and said, oh, there's going to be new music. So not sure if it was going to happen or not, but that was going to be the topic of the conversation. And then punk rock bowling happened. (laughs) And I I believe everybody... By this time, we'll know the story because this this shit's hit the mainstream. Right? News. How could you not? All the other fucking news channels. Um, but apparently, the guys uh, had made a pro- in an inappropriate joke. But if you're not used to no effects making inappropriate jokes at this point, uh, you might be in the wrong genre. Uh, so they made an inappropriate joke about the shooting in Vegas, which happened a couple years back or a year ago. Year happened or so in ago, October uh, of uh, 2017. Okay. There you go. Uh, country music festival. I'm sure everybody remembers it. Uh, so they made light of that, which probably is not a good idea, especially in this day and age. Um, and of course, the thing to do now is to start pulling sponsors. <laughs> so uh, that happened to them. Um, the uh, Stone Brewing which sponsors or brews their uh, beer for the Pumpkin Drublick series. Uh, they've pulled their sponsorship. Uh, and just uh, today or the other day, um, they pulled, got pulled from the Pumpkin Drublick, uh, Pumpkin Drublick Festival right. themselves, right. Uh, which they kind of helped create. So uh, it seems like we're starting to talk about this a little bit more uh, these days, Bob. What is your thought on this, the whole punk and pc thing uh it's stupid um i mean like you said it is no effects what do you expect um they said something stupid and i they weren't even thinking about it i mean like i don't know i don't understand being offended because i'm you know um part of the majority and majorities have uh, special privileges. I guess that's hard for us to understand, but I, I don't know. I don't know if you could offend me. Um, I don't know if mm-hmm. I was born in a different place in a different time and different shoes. Uh, maybe I would be offendable, um, but he, he, then no one was being serious. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It, it, um, I, I don't know. I, I hate to sound insensitive, um, but uh, it kind of, boggles my mind a little bit right and i don't think you sound insensitive because you're not saying those things you know better but i also don't care that they're saying those things and i'm I'm kind of the same way it doesn't offend me and i don't really care what other people say if i don't want to hear it i just kind of go somewhere else yeah my whole thought on it if i don't want to hear it or i think it's offensive i've got other options i don't have to listen to no effects Uh, especially there at a festival and i think we talked about this probably last punk rock bowling or somewhere around there where uh, the Dickies got in an altercation, a verbal altercation with one of the fans and said something that was probably not best to say in front of a whole group of people. Um, 
So, so it seems that, you know, the, the PC culture and the punk culture are starting to clash a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, and then, so I get Stone pulling their sponsorship, right? Because Stone is a big brewing company. And mm-hmm. um, if people, I guess, take it out on them for continuing to support them, I mean, they're a business. They're not a band. Like, right, a band should be able to say and do whatever they want, especially a punk band. And if someone is sponsoring them, like, they're there really just to make money and sell beer, right? They're they're yeah. not there for punk rock. And because of punk rock, it was just like kind of a cool thing they were doing to help. So I get that they pulled their sponsorship. I don't quite understand why they were kicked off the bill of a tour they helped create and is named after one of their albums. Yeah, um, but it seems I, a little weird. It, it does seem weird, um, but they seem remorseful about it. And I think they kind of understand the world in, that they're living in, uh, which which is really great of them to, I mean, I'm not like, all of a sudden like praising no effects for right. what they did, <laughs> but like they recognized it. And instead of like fighting back against it, they're, they're just like, you know what, this is the age we're living in. Like, we're sorry. Yeah, we fucked up. We shouldn't have done that. And we feel terrible about it. And like, that's because I don't think they intended to do it. That's a, like, they weren't meaning to be assholes anyways. So they got kicked off the bill. Um, I know, uh, the, the show's supposed to be going on today, isn't it? Yeah. I've been seeing tons of posts and having a bad case of FOMO. I really want to be there for that one. Yeah. That seems like an incredible time. Yeah. Well, and so dis- circle pit. descendants are uh, playing in place of no effects, uh, tonight, I think, and vandals in place of me first in the gimme gimme's. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, you definitely can't go wrong with those. Those are excellent replacements. You can't be disappointed. And quick replacements, too. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And uh, just to kind of touch on the apology, the official apology from their uh, social media pages said, uh, what we said in Vegas was shitty and insensitive, and we were all embarrassed by our remarks. So we decided we will all get together to discuss and write an in-depth, sincere and honest apology, because that's what the people we offended and hurt deserve. So, yeah. Like you said, that was uh, maybe like two days after I think that they came out with this, so they got right on it. And I, and and I think I think they're sincere. I don't think they would bullshit. They don't right. seem like those kind of guys. So they wouldn't, um, and they I don't think they meant to really offend anybody. I think they were just fucking throwing something out and passing, and it was stupid, and and that was yep. that. So eh, I've said a bunch of stupid shit. Haven't just we ask my, all? Just ask my wife. She'll haven't we all? He's got them all written down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, New Jersey boys lost in society. We were young men, fucked up creatures. That was when we only came out at night. We would pray to a park rock preachers. Because we thought they were lost so- in society, signed to Wiretap. Here we go again. Oh, this is probably right. going to be the last thing that we talk about <laughs> for Wiretap, though. Um, but yeah, well, I love those guys. I caught them at punk rock bowling a couple years ago. Uh, lots of energy, make a lot of noise for just being the three of them. And you always got to love New Jersey punk. It's yeah. always got some extra soul to it, some grit to it. I love I love punk out of that region. Um, so really excited they signed with one of my favorite smaller labels, Wiretap. You so, know, excellent pickup. Rob's pretty busy. I think, uh, you know, it'd make for a good interview. We should try and get him on the show. Well, see, and you're leading right into the next one. There's actually an interview up uh, on DyingScene.com. One of our uh, writers did an interview with him. It's really good. Oh, awesome. And he talks about how he finds these bands and then the process of signing them. And it was really interesting for me, who doesn't know anything about it, but was always kind of interested in it, um, to kind of see how he does it. And he sacrifices a lot, and I think he does a great job, and I love pretty much his entire roster. He never really makes a bad choice. Awesome. I wish they would have gotten audio for that so we could play it on here. Why don't they do that? I don't know. He probably... It might have been done through email, too. Bastards. Sometimes they come through email. I don't right. know. Well, let's, uh, um, let's get him on here. 
Okay, yeah, go buy a recorder, Bob. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of Wiretap, they just also put out a new charity compilation. Wow. Um, yeah, like 33 different songs and bands on there. Um, you know, everybody from Dead to Me. Dead to Me to Kamikaze Girls, Nerve Clinic. Odd Robot, Attic Salt, so really beefy uh, comp with a lot of variety to it. A hundred percent, because I know Bob's going to ask, a hundred percent of proceeds after they pay the band camp fees, a hundred percent goes to the ACLU. So Rob said, over the course of the current term for this administration, we will continue to release an attention compilation, which is the name of the album, uh, four times a year. And we'll be donating 100% of the proceeds from all of those compilations to the American Civil Liberties Union. So it goes to a good cause as well. Did you know I was going to ask this? What does the American Civil Liberties Union do? I would imagine it's a lot of legal fees. Okay. I think they, uh, they take uh, cases of injustice to court oh. on a, like Supreme Court and stuff like that. So right. uh, I'm sure they do a lot more than that. I'm not trying to minimize it that's pretty much my whole knowledge of it so <laughs> that's as far as i'm going to dip in but i'm sure they have a lot of legal fees okay. uh, oh yeah go check that out and then make sure you check back what three more times throughout the year two more times throughout the year for the uh the follow-ups because there's a lot of really good bands on it awesome yeah i didn't really know about the aclu i'm on their website now and it's all about defending free speech and our yep. uh our rights and all those kinds of things so wow really awesome cause and now i know i've been educated thanks rob and where's the little ding 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 star <laughs> you're that gonna was, have to go so off key <laughs> <laughs> oh man i tried that's as good as i get uh, um all right my favorite news story of the week uh, propaganda. Propaganda is going on a short Canadian and U.S. tour, and one of those stops in the U.S. is right here in Denver. I went ahead and got my tickets today. I'm so stoked. Awesome. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to be able to shoot it though. The the Lawrence Arms show, which. Larry Arms shows are generally, you know, pretty laid back. They're not yeah. very rough. Uh, I was getting smashed. I got tore up. I was bruised up the next day from trying <laughs> to take pictures down there near the stage. So uh, propaganda show is going to be brutal. Sounds like I you need to start like hitting the gym or something, dude. I need. To, oh yeah, I'm severely out of shape. Uh, but I'm. I think I'm probably going to need to beef up my health insurance before that show if I'm going to try and shoot it. I don't know. <laughs> they have a strict camera policy there too, so you really have to get the, one of the bands to put you on the list. So, gotcha. Propa, so, propaganda, if you're listening, <laughs> because I'm sure you are, uh, get me on the list for the show at the Oriental in Denver. No big or deal. I, they're playing with Iron Sheet too, so either one of you guys, uh, just get me on there. Yeah, no big deal. Also, send me free shirts. Uh, Bob, stop groveling. Uh, actually, send him a shirt. He's a size small women. Fits <laughs> him perfectly. Uh, uh, old man punk news. Street dogs. Street dogs have a new album coming out. And they also have a couple videos that they've released. Awesome. Uh, so Boston Punk Veterans are streaming the second track, Other Ones, uh, off of the upcoming album. 
Uh, Stand for Something or Die for Nothing is the name of the album. Uh, that should be hitting uh, the public somewhere around June 22nd, and that's coming out on uh, Century Media. So okay. head over to DyingScene.com. You always kind of like a little bit of gritty, hardcore, kind of Boston Celtic music. One of yeah. the best. Yep. I like the flavor. You always can tell when a band is from Boston. You don't even have to like really look at their whole little write-up. You can hear the Boston in them. And you can <laughs> definitely hear the Boston in this one. I uh, listened to it a little bit earlier. Really good shit. Ready to hear some more. Bob. <laughs> Bob has no input whatsoever. I have input always. <laughs> I have lots of input. Um, all right. Really excited for this next story. Uh, Bridge Nine Records signed the super group Beach Rats. Beach Rats, which haven't really heard a lot of Beach Rats. Um, but what I do know is that the uh, new EP is due out on the 27th. It's going to be called Wasted Time. It's five songs long and it's hardcore from Brian Baker. Ari Katz, and a few members of the Bouncing Souls. So okay. I'm really excited to see yeah. that one, or hear that one, I guess. Um, I like that they're keeping it kind of secret. They're not really releasing a lot. I think we talked about this in another episode. I, you don't have to release five songs in anticipation of your album. Keep it a little secret, a little bit of mystery. And this one's really got me intrigued because it's kind of a super. That's awesome, yeah. So Ari Katz was the uh, singer from the uh, 90s. Lifetime was 90s, right? Yeah, I think so. Maybe late 90s, yeah. right? So, uh, yeah, he's from uh, uh, the New Jersey uh, hardcore band Lifetime, Ari Katz, and then Brian Baker's from Minor Threat. Yeah, um, so that's pretty cool. I'm yeah. really looking forward to the summer. There's a lot of good music com- coming out, and that takes up a lot of our news segment here. It's just like new releases and people coming up, you know, finishing albums and stuff like that. So it's going to be a really, really good summer, and I think the albums of the year list is going to expand a lot. So Beach Rats already has music that's out right now, and then they're coming out with a new one, right? I don't believe they have anything. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, I haven't heard of them yet. I'm yeah. I'm now extremely interested to hear what this, this sounds it. like. This is going to be so, exciting. An Instagram page kind of popped up, uh, and it was uh, pictures of their first rehearsal. And yeah. that was in like mid-September or late September of okay. 2017. So they've really only been around for about six months. Um, the last bit of information that we got was the release date and the, the name of the album. They said it was going to be five songs. And then as somebody, I think somebody got keen and finally asked what kind of uh, music it was. And they said it was hardcore. So that should be fun. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be really cool. That'll be interesting uh, to hear the rhythm section from the Bouncing Souls play hardcore music. <laughs> <laughs> they can do it, I'm sure. I know. And in other hardcore news, Agnostic Front... Agnostic Front is in pre-production with their new album. Uh, in an interview with frontman Roger Merritt, uh, he was asked if the band had started work on the follow-up uh, to the 2015 album, The American Dream Died, and he said, absolutely, we started pre-production on a couple of new songs. They're coming out pretty badass, and I'm happy with them because a lot of stuff is happening in the Agnostic Front camp. I just released my book, My Riot. That's been a big thing, and I did a tour around it, which is awesome. Now we have that film, The Godfathers of Hardcore, which is going to be another level. Interesting. There's a lot of positive stuff uh, coming out, 
not just agnostic front, but New York hardcore, but hardcore worldwide too. All this stuff is positive for our message. People that follow us, it's good for hardcore period. So I agree. They're starting to get uh, books and documentaries and yeah. movies that kind of uh, revolve around the scene. And I think it gives people that might be a little standoffish, it gives them a little bit of uh, insight and shows that they're just pretty much all cool guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that. Uh, uh, um, the documentary on that, that'd be really awesome, or the movie. Um, they've been around for 40 years now, so <laughs> yeah, they've pretty crazy. Yeah, I don't ever associate them, I mean, because they were pretty prominent through the 90s as well. I don't associate them, uh, them with being such an old band, but yeah, they've been around forever. One of the yeah. first uh, earlier New York punk bands, but like the first thrash band, right? Or yeah, hardcore band? Yeah, band? yeah. They're really the ones that kind of added in the thrash to the hardcore yeah. and, and, and kind of mixed it up. They're yeah. uh, one of the pioneers of the industry. So yeah. yeah, really cool to see it. They're still kicking around. And man, I didn't like it came out of nowhere. Sometimes you kind of hear about them or they might mention something a year before. Oh, yeah, we're recording. Uh, yeah, they're finished up the pre-production. Ready cool. to go. Yeah, that's so, exciting. Uh, that's coming out in the summer, it looks like. So keep an ear to the ground for that. And of course, you can always head over to dyingscene.com. We're going to announce it when it comes out, I'm sure. Awesome. Uh, another new album coming out. Told you, it's going to be lots of new album news. <laughs> uh, the Interrupters. Fight like a title holder. The Interrupters announced that they're going to have a new album coming out, Fight the Good Fight. Very cool. And, uh, of course, they released the first single, She's Kerosene. That's over on DyingScene.com. Incredible stuff, as always, from those guys. I love The Interrupters. Hometown heroes from right there in the San Fernando Valley. You know uh, what I recently learned about The Interrupters? Um, Are they all brothers except for the singer? Uh, there is definitely some brothers there. I don't know if they all are, but yeah, I think definitely there is uh, I'm, two of them. Pre- no, it's it's three brothers. It might be, it very then, well, maybe. I'm yeah. not going to argue. I mean, if you looked it up, I'm sure I, you're right. I just looked it up. <laughs> I, I learned about this like a month ago, and I, I just never realized that it was all brothers. That's really awesome. Yeah, well, I know the two uh, guitarists or the uh, guitarists and the bassist uh, look a lot alike. So. Yeah. When, uh, I realized when I was editing pictures of one of the shows I went to, I was like, wait, no, these are two different guys. <laughs> the, uh, the, the bass and the guitar gave it away. Uh, but at first, I thought they were the same person. Yeah, uh, no, they all so, look the same. We should know this. I definitely should. Um, when you're dressed in, like, you know, your ska uniform, right. though, it, <laughs> it is kind of hard to differentiate. Well, and it kind of helps with the whole the whole uh, persona of the band, too. It makes it look cool on yeah. stage as well. Right. So. Very cool. Um, yeah, this is going to be their third studio album. Uh, looks to be coming out on June 29th via Hellcat Records. Uh, it was produced by, of course, Tim Armstrong. Um, they're in Los Angeles, I think, is where they did most of the recording. Uh, the album was also mixed by uh, Tom Lord Alge, who apparently did Blink-182, Fallout Boy, and Weezer work. Oh, um, interesting. So pre-orders are up. Uh, there's a link on DyingScene.com. You can click that while you listen to the single uh cool video too it's all kind of done in silhouette which fits the theme again awesome white. so very scott-ish if that's an adjective it is probably shouldn't be uh hey you want to hear about another band that has some new material let's maybe hear it coming out let's hear it uh millen collins Uh, Millen Collins 
may be working on a new album. They were okay. a little bit ambiguous about it. When's uh, so the last this, time Melancholon's come out with something? Uh, 2016, True Brew. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, but we're not exactly sure what's going on. The Swedish punk heavyweights posted a rather intriguing picture to the band's various social media platforms last week, simply stating something's cooking and there's a picture of an egg frying. So, <laughs> that is very much like them. Maybe they were just making eggs and wanted to fuck with us. Maybe. Mm, maybe. Uh, I'm hoping it's new music. I wonder if it's a, a throwback to Life on a Dinner Plate. Remember uh, the album cover for that yeah, was yeah. Uh, a chicken dead, dead on a plate. Right. And the, the yolk of this egg in the picture looks kind of like their little bird mascot. So it very well could be. Somebody needs to look up what year that came out and see if that's coming up. Maybe there's some sort of reference to that. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Mm. I'm sure the internet sluice will figure it out and get back to us. I'm, I'm actually, I got it. I'm here already. It was oh. recorded... Uh, on August uh, 1995, it was okay. released um, October 11th, 1995, March 26, 1996, NA. I don't know what that means. Anyways, uh, we'll right. continue because that's not very interesting, is it? No, but <laughs> at least now we've educated the masses. Everybody yes, now knows. Sure. Um, all right, Bob, you said earlier Agnostic Front had been around 40 years. So has DOA. DOA. Oh, wow. They're celebrating their 40th anniversary with a tour of the U.S. and Canada, and they are also releasing a new record. Okay. So you got to love the crazy Canadians, man. They always come down with good music, and they're one of the bands to really spread punk up there uh, north of the border. Yeah. Um, and they've been doing it forever. So the tour kicks off May 21 in Salt Lake City and goes, man, through August 18th. And in somewhere in British Columbia, I think that's about where they're from. So it's probably close to home. Um, check out DyingScene.com for all of the dates. Uh, they're playing uh, the Viper Room there in West Hollywood near you, Bob. And right. it looks cool. like uh, they're playing Denver uh, May 24th. So good job for me missing that one. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot going on in my life, Bob. Uh, they're all. going to be playing with MDC and Kevin Seconds at various stops. So like I said, head over to the website. Check that out. I wonder how a band like that chooses their set list, right? DOA has been around forever. They've got like, they never stopped making albums. This is their 17th <laughs> studio album. And they get to play what, 17 songs? <laughs> right, songs? Yeah, so, play one from each album. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Um, interesting. Yeah, so keep an ear out for that. That one looks to be coming out also this summer. Um, man, it's going to be a busy summer. We're going to be talking about so much stuff. So much new music. Yeah. Uh, and finally, in news, Riot Fest uh, is, ha has announced their first wave of bands, and it's a lot. Um, let's see. We've got Dropkick Murphys, Flogging Molly, Cypress Hill, Bad Religion, uh, The Wonder Years, Andrew, WK, Guar, The Aquabats, Bob? Guar. I like Everybody's that. Everybody's been... Uh, Everybody's been talking about Hobo Johnson. Uh, he's playing. I don't know anything about him. Uh, face to Face, The Exploited, Dillinger 4. Dillinger 
four. Sounds to sounds like it's going to be a pretty good time. You know, you brought up the Aquabats, and really quick, just because we didn't talk about this, Travis Barker did end up playing with the Aquabats at the uh, Back to the Beach Festival that I missed, but I, I watched this... a bunch of it uh, on uh, whatever fucking YouTube the day uh, after it happened. Looked awesome. Is this just your casual way of saying you were right? Is that uh, all you wanted to hear? Uh, no, I, I'm bummed I missed it. You just brought up the Aquabats last time we talked about it. I, you know, I'm a Whatever, fan of the Aquabats. Bro. You know what else was really cool? Um, I wish we would have talked about. I wish I would have gone so we could have talked about this. Um, now I'm just bringing it up randomly in the middle of Riot Fest. We'll get back to it. Um, I watched a video on YouTube uh, where the Mighty Mighty Boston's played the impression that I get, which is you know the song that everybody fucking knows. Um, sure. And they had like everybody from every band get up on stage and start playing it with them, and it was really yeah. fucking. Cool. Yeah, the video yeah. is awesome. So go on YouTube and check that out uh, if you are a Mighty Mighty Boston's fan. Um, everybody's on stage playing with it uh, with them, and it just looks like a shit ton of fun. Anyways, bummer I missed it. Back to Riot Fest. Uh, yeah, excellent. <laughs> Back to Riot Fest. Uh, September 14 through 16 at Douglas Park in Chicago. Oh, face to face is playing. I cut in. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, no. bouncing souls. Go ahead. Adolescence. Right on. Yeah, there's plenty. Um, I didn't even say Lagwagon. And then, you, well, I mean, once you start getting towards the top, that has to be a little bit more uh, rock friendly to draw some crowds. So you get the Blink 182 back. This is yeah. direct hits playing Mom Jeans in there. This is a really good lineup. I'm actually yeah, a little I'd bit be, jealous. I'd be really excited to see Pussy Riot. I was uh, shocked to see them on the, the card. I would yeah. love to see them. Uh, so I'm sure there will be more announcements to come. We just dropped a couple names there, but there are a bunch more. Um, head over to probably any social media site and you can find Riot Fest. I'm sure they will be the first to announce these things. And what about some more music, Bob? I'm kind of uh, done with the news. I'm over the news, Bob. Oh, all right. Well, let's not do the news then. Okay, let's do music. Let's do music. Do I the music. No, that oh. doesn't work. All right. just stop that. Bummer. Uh, let's start our next block of music off with something from, how about some gritty New York anarcho skock or right up my alley. This one is Comrades with Bodega Cats. <laughs> Dresses, a cardiac arrest 
off of their newest album, Matter of Fact, that was Comrades with Bodega Cats. You got to love the crusty shit, Bob. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm trying to get Bob into the crusty. Uh, I'm dragging him down with me. I can tolerate a little bit. Yeah, I bet you can. Uh, Alexis, if you're listening, I never got my stickers, yo. I was going to plaster them all over Denver. Send me a shirt. Him, don't send Bob a shirt. Send, don't send him shit. I bought the stickers, Bob. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Yeah, sitting, Bob's sitting here asking for a handout. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Next up, we have the right here with more delusions. <laughs> was from the b-side album another round that was the right here with more delusions uh it's got a little bit of a dave haas sound to it to him i love it yeah nice laid back chill something that's not quite as aggressive something to something to relax to right after you get done with the crusty ska core we're gonna move over to something a little more soothing um, yeah. it's a palate cleanser yeah uh that track almost made their last album stick to the plan um and i wonder always kind of what goes into music selection whenever you're going into, you know, album layouts like that. Uh, like, why didn't this song make the cut? I love it. Maybe they already had uh, other songs on the album that kind of sounded similar, had similar structures. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. We, uh, in the bands that I've been in, if you get about like five or six songs that really feel similar, you got to cut one. Okay. Yeah. Or similar. Let's hope that was it. Yeah. I liked the song a lot. I was uh, pretty 
pretty sad when I heard that it didn't make the main album and it was relegated to a B-side album. But the B-side album that was released was really good. There's a couple covers on there, uh, acoustic uh, versions of existing songs, and then, of course, a few songs that, that are unreleased previously for whatever reason. Yep. Um, okay, let's go back up north of the border to Red Deer. This is Alberta's greatest punk rock band, Trash Ambulance with Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids from the LP Flashes of Competence from Trashed Ambulance. I love that one. They've got some clever little bass riffs kind of tucked in neatly there. A yeah. uh, little dugga 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 dug. Is that how they go? Dugga dugga dug dugga dugga dug. Wait, I don't know. One more time. Dugga dugga dug dugga dugga dug dug. I'm really good at I'm really good at mouth bass. I think this is going to uh, become a. Uh, we're going to have to use this as a transition piece in the future. Your mouth basing. 
<laughs> we'll see what we'll see what we can do. Uh, the new LP was just released a couple weeks ago from our friends over at Thousand Island Records. It is the band's second full length. Uh, whole thing is pretty fucking good. I would highly recommend getting over there and listening to the whole thing. Uh, long LP. Don't remember the exact count, but uh, 15 maybe. So definitely more than the regular 10 or 12. And now we're going to move on to Bob's only contribution to the episode. I ask him every time, hey, feel free to send stories. Feel free to send songs. I send him a text the day before we're playing the record. Hey, send me a song. <laughs> and he sends back just one. But it's a good one, so really good choice. This one came from the uh, featured stream section over at Dying Scene. So if you want to hear more of it, head over there and click the link. This is the Brokedowns with the Fort. <laughs> Space is the name of the album. That was the Brokedowns with the Fort. I didn't uh, even know that was featured on Dying Scene. Was it on, was man. it featured because of me? No. Oh. We don't we don't take anything you say into <laughs> oh. consideration. Right. We actually usually do the exact opposite. This was just coincidence. <laughs> gotcha. We must have missed you on this one. Uh, there was an interview with the gu- guitarist uh, Chris, and he said that song was about being thirteen and getting beat up by dudes in Do t shirts. I think okay. uh, I think we all know that. How that goes. Yeah. I, I had my fair share of ass whoopings. Uh, maybe not in Dio shirts, but well, definitely. That's ex- really exciting. I'm glad this uh, this stood out to other people besides just me. I picked a really good one, didn't I? Apparently, people relate to getting beat up and bullied. Yeah. Good job, people me. Like you. <laughs> good job. High five me. I deserve a band t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. No credit to the band who wrote the song. No, not at all. I did it's a all good job Bob picking it. it. Great job, Bob. The 
breakdowns, meh, <laughs> you did all right. <laughs> uh, you won't be getting a t-shirt from them. Oh, hey, uh, man, this is on my album of uh, the, uh, the year list, so. it's It was really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. The, the whole album is, is really good. There's another I, one. Uh, it was between this or another um, song on there that I was going to send you, but it was my songs that I had to send you were from this album, and I couldn't <laughs> send you two. So, no, you couldn't have. I would have my shit. Yeah, not from the same album. Uh, maybe next time that's what I'll do. Don't do it. Don't do it. It would anger me greatly. All right, let's head back to my hometown of Los Angeles. This one is from Failing Up, Decaying of Us All. Comrades, Anarcho-Punk here at Three Kings Tavern in Denver, Colorado. Actually, we're not at Three Kings. We're a couple blocks up, but we're going to be heading to Three Kings any minute now. Uh, Today, we're hanging out with Ian, Ricky, and the Deuce from Chicago-based political punk trio Voice of Addiction. The band's last album, The Last Lost Art of Empathy, actually made my albums of the year list. And then uh, boss man Dave stole my advice and added it to his list because he's a leech like that. He has no opinions of his own. He took my lead. Uh, but yeah, made uh, two lists of ours. So fantastic LP, guys. Uh, I still play it like every week, I think. I, th- I don't know if there's been a week yet this past. I haven't thrown it on. That's oh, the, uh, you're such a sweetheart. No, I'm, re- I'm really not. Uh, so you guys are on the uh, first leg of your West Coast tour, which will probably be over or, or rounding out about the time that this airs, but we'll still talk about it anyway. Uh, how's the road been treating you guys so far? It's crazy to think that we've only done three shows so far. So this is a 32-date tour, and uh, no days off, because uh, I always go by the Mike Watts saying, you know, if you ain't playing, you're paying. So <laughs> you never want to schedule a day off on tour. You know, if, if worse comes to worse, something falls through, it is what it is, but you never want to plan for it, in my opinion. I'm not out here on vacation. We're working. This is what we do. So we take this very seriously. We're not just out here having a fun time. Although, with that being said, we are (laughs) having a fun time. (laughs) Hell yeah. You got to have a little bit of fun on it. Uh, So like we said, you're kind of early into the the trip. So I don't know uh, if you guys have had any uh, debacles or anything interesting happen yet. Anything crazy? 
Everybody's laughing. Yeah, something happened. Okay, let's hear it. Well, I mean, nothing really crazy has happened just yet. I mean, we've had a couple of technical malfunctions, this and that. But uh, you know, this is our this is this is Andy and I's first time on the uh, on the road, and uh, you know, it's. It's it's definitely de definitely different, man. You know, it's 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 pretty it's pretty fun out here. It's pretty cool to see different parts of the United States and just you know just places that I never thought that you know I would I would ever I would well, ever like be that at. enormous poop thing. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're talking about stuff you've never seen oh as a God. drunk old man with shit stains down the back oh of his shirt God, walked dude. by. I was trying, man. I almost had it too, man. I was trying so hard, man. You guys did a great job. Out, like, what right. The hell, man? We were doing okay until Deuce pointed that uh, that out. Denver, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so we can go ahead and add the uh, shit stained old man to the list of debacles. So far there on the go. tour, there we go. I mean, man. you never really know what's gonna happen, and and it's like Murphy's Law. The mm -hmm. it, it's going to happen. So last night, you know, second song, the bass pedal went through the bass drum. So <laughs> the, all we could do is reverse it and make the you know the show must go on. We're a big believer of so, that. You does know, that still count as a lead foot? I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it way too hard. Oh, um, I saw that you guys got to play with. Demerit from China a few nights ago. I haven't got a chance to see them. Are they fucking amazing? It's actually not till Seattle. Oh uh, no! Am I wrong? Couple weeks. So I'm we so stoked for that. I, I thought I it was really pass already. Stoked about that though. They're amazing. Yeah, I'm fucking amped. You'll have to let me know how that one goes. Um, and you guys, uh, have you played with Days and Days yet, or is that coming up too? That's coming up as well. But but I, we have played with them before. They're pretty dope. I like they're them. I, I saw them in LA They're a couple a years ago. Yeah, talented, talented group. Even if they don't, they don't even play traditional instruments. They have stuff like washboards and everything, and they still make fucking rad music. Mm -hmm. uh, so Houston's finest. That's right. Yeah, Houston. There's a pretty decent scene down in Houston, from what I hear. Uh, so as we mentioned earlier, you guys are here in the Mile High City. You're playing with um, the Black Dots, Leash Dragons, the Windermeers, and DFMK is coming up from Tijuana. Uh, oddly enough, I never saw DFMK when I was in L.A., and they used to be there a lot. So this will be the first time I'm seeing them uh, a thousand miles away from home. Uh, so you guys have been uh, kicking around since 2004 in some form or fashion, a couple different lineups to that time. Uh, you guys are primarily a touring band, uh, so I'd imagine it is a little bit tougher to keep uh, member retention. <laughs> everybody knows how to pull out. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do say that's the least effective form. Um, but... Yeah, no, you said, uh, I think in another interview that, you you know, you've always kind of kept a rotation. And Ian, you're the only um, permanent member of the band still. Um, but how does it go kind of with, and I'm going to ask you guys, uh, Andy, uh, well, sorry, Deuce. The We're going to get that to go. Ricky and Deuce. Deuce I'm going to ask you guys, um, how does it go? Like when, when you come in and you kind of got to learn all of these songs that are, that are already written, um, what does that process look like for you guys? Deuce? Well, for me, um, there's a lot of really good drumming to follow up to. Um, I'm not like new or anything, but I'm definitely more the hardcore style instead of like, you know, like a lot faster, like double pedal stuff. Um, Jake was the last drummer, right? On your album or who was uh, on your no, album? My buddy filled in on the album, Dennis Tynan. He's a fantastic drummer. Oh, so yeah, that is some shoes to fill. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's the that's been kinda challenging, but like, you know, we've been practicing since September or so, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, like I just kinda got with the vibe of the songs. I get the style a lot better with the band and where it is right now. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked to keep going to keep making music right now. Uh, the learning process is pretty cool because we already had finished recordings because you know they'd already been 
you know, finished and we had access to them. Yeah. So learning was a little bit quicker. Writing is going to be uh, continue to be a fun game, I think. Yeah. Because we're all we all have some interesting stuff now with this lineup. And Ricky, how does it work for? I don't know if it's different. I'm really I'm musically inept, but I would imagine it's a little bit different from for a guitarist than it is a drummer to kind of learn songs in a period of time that you kind of gotta you know kind of perfect. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, with I mean, with multiple different styles of music comes different you know expressions, different feelings, different sounds, different tones, different strings, different amps, different this, different yeah. that. You know, it's it just it's just kind of how it is. Me personally, I've never played punk before, and I never really thought I would. But I saw Voice of Addiction, I believe, in 2014 in West Chicago at the Cairo Ale House, and I remember talking to the original guitar player uh, Jake uh, when I remember when they were setting up. Uh, he was. He was uh, playing. Uh, he was playing guitar, and he was like playing some like jazz licks. And I was like, "Oh, dude!" So like, of course, naturally, you know, I I I got my uh, associate's degree in um, in music, specifically jazz guitar. So it was kind of cool talking to him. Then I saw the Craigslist ad, and um, you know, I just I I, I signed up for the band. So the biggest thing was just kind of like learning the different parts and like kind of just getting the style down, having more of my own feel playing something that's already written but i feel like yeah i mean it's of course it's it's like i said like you said you know it's a little bit different than uh learning like the drums and, and the guitar and stuff you know there's different different aspects but yeah. it's still you know it's it's still like a you know it's work you got to practice once you once you practice and get it down it becomes real fun you know like second it's like muscle memory you know exactly but also ricky never sang before and with us only being a three-piece, I'm really big on trying to make as much sound as possible on stage with yeah. only three people. Yeah, so right. he's had to step it up and do backing vocals as well. So that's been a fun experience, seeing him kind of get his sea legs with that, as, <laughs> as you'd say. Yeah, I really... suck at singing, man. I'm <laughs> yeah, but you were born with a <laughs> growl and a scream that you can't teach. And so. that's what I was yeah. going to say. That's the beauty of punk. You don't have to be good at it. You just have to be passionate about it. Yeah, get that's, up there that's, and scream. That's true, man. That's true. You just, you know, you just let out. One of the biggest things for me, too, is just... Just let out all your anger, man. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's yeah. the best. It's a big know? outlet. If you're playing punk music, it's a very big outlet. I always say if I wasn't touring in a punk band, I would have to go to therapy. Like, it's my form <laughs> of avoiding therapy because when I play shows, I get everything out. But if I have time in between tours and I'm not playing shows, I notice I'm not as happy of a person because I'm not getting that release. See? And that leads perfectly into the next question. That's actually what I was going to say. So in a couple of interviews, I kind of read that where you said, you know, playing live is your almost like cathartic for you or therapy. And... So my question was going to be, how do you deal with it when you're not on the road? You know, are you just like a fucking bear to deal with? Because that's how I am. I just alienate. When I'm grumpy, I alienate people and I just fucking turn into an asshole. How do you deal with it? Turn into an asshole? Oh, <laughs> oh the interview is over. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean... Everybody gets depressed, and I'm never happier than when I'm on the road. I've always had itchy feet. I love traveling, and touring is extremely grueling. So back to your other question about, you know, previous members, touring is for a very small part of the population. It doesn't matter how much you're into music, you, tour might be terrible for you. It, it's not easy, but at the same time, it doesn't mean it can't be fun as hell, but, and that's why, you know... I, how was I describing it? So touring's like a pirate ship, you know? Oh, yeah, that's You got to right. keep morale up. You don't want a mutiny on your hands. And not everybody's <laughs> going to be 100% every day. Somebody might be getting sick. Someone might be hungover. So you got to kind of pick them up on those days and hope they do the same for you otherwise. I mean, two things happen when you're in a 4 by 4 space in a car for a month. You either become best friends and family or you hate each other. <laughs> I can only imagine. That's got to be t- I'm not. I don't think. I, I like to think I've made out for uh, touring. And I say, oh, man, it'd be cool to go.
go out and do, you know, take pictures for the band while they're on tour. And I, I just really think about three days in, I would go nuts and just take a Greyhound back home. Yeah. I don't know it's if a, I'm in it. It's a lot more work than people realize. I mean, you never stop. Yeah. You drive all day on no sleep to get there just in time for loading. And then, you know, you don't get out till the wee hours of the night because you're waiting to get paid. Mm-hmm. You finally get wherever you're staying and, you know, you have a couple of drinks to be able to fall asleep. Can't get a full night's sleep because you got to wake up and do it all over again. Yep. You know, you're lucky if you can eat breakfast and or shower even in the morning. So you're constantly moving, constantly going, uh, constantly looking for Wi-Fi, for places to plug in your phone and mm-hmm. computer and everything else. And you just never stop. You just keep going. But with that being said, it doesn't mean it can't be the most fun experience in your life. And that's what it is for me. And if you can find some enjoyment from something that you know, you can also do and make a little bit of money at. That's good. You know, even if it's not enough, if it gets you to the next city, that's what I like. You guys are brave individuals, far braver than myself. Uh, Ian, my, the, probably the most interesting thing I, I read about uh, you was that you're classically trained. Uh, and Ricky, I believe you are as well. Um, all of us, actually. Oh, are, are all of you? Actually, Perfect. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind that's uncommon. See, I didn't find anything on you, Deuce, because I was probably only... Uh, Googling your real name, and everybody knows that it's only Deuce now. You gotta go yeah. to going the forward. Deuce is Andy Deucey. Whatever <laughs> <laughs> um, that is. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see that. <laughs> Um, so most bands in, in this genre specifically don't have a, a ton of training. Uh, most of them kind of learn the, the trade by thrashing around in the garage or something like that, you know. Um, but you guys actually went to school for it and you were trained. What, what kind of class? I have no, again, I don't know anything about music. What kind of classes or training do you get, like, educationally to be classically trained? Uh, you're basically learning, uh, I mean, think of classical music. Like, you're learning all the cadences and what they used to do. And while that doesn't have a whole lot to do with modern music, I had, uh, when I was in college, uh, I had an instructor who said it best. He's like, you've got you to gotta learn the rules before you know how to break them properly. Mm-hmm. And so when I was in college, I, to be honest, I wasn't even that involved in the punk scene for those few years. I kind of was only listening to older stuff. Not a lot of new stuff was really doing it for me. And then, I don't know, I kind of went back to my roots, and that's when we kind of started going in this direction with VOA. So what what got you back into punk? So you got away for a little bit, there really wasn't anything there, and I kind of did the same thing back in the early 2000s, late 1990s. The scene kind of died a little bit. There wasn't a ton out there. there what did it? There was an album in particular that piqued my interest about uh, Axl Rose being reinvented. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. And I'm like, wow, so there is some new stuff with something new to say because there's always that stigma about punk rock. Like, you don't need to be a good musician. It's easy. You, you don't need, you know, whatever else. And I never liked that. I've always tried to, we've always been technical. I want to throw those things in there. And so I describe my writing style as a mix of my musical training and my ADHD. <laughs> I agree with that. If we're going to play the same songs every day for a month, that you want them to be interesting enough, you yeah, know? that's right. No, that's and it's funny that you say the um, Against Me album. That was literally the album that kind of got me back into it when I went through like a little three or four year phase where nothing was doing wow. it. Really weird. That's really funny. Man. <laughs> Same timing. There we go. So it wasn't just me. I'm glad you kind of validated that it, it wasn't me just losing interest in punk. It kind of got a little stale there for Their a little bit. Their first two albums were so good. Yeah. I saw them so many times throughout those few years. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Chicago, right? Oh, yeah. They. I mean, well, she lives there now. Yeah. Um. So, uh, in an old interview, 
uh, Ian, you said that you guys every year for Halloween would uh, dress as different bands like Op Ivy or Descendants, a few others. Uh, and then you would go out and perform cover sets. Do you guys still do that? Are you gonna, you're planning on doing that? I think 2015 was the last time we did it as Black Flag. Uh, we did it for like <laughs> yeah. six, seven years, and then we do like six or seven shows around the Midwest as them because it's a lot. It's so much work to learn another band's entire set. <laughs> Especially some of the harder ones, like when we did Propagandi. Um, Fuck, that'd be pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, that was a challenge. <laughs> Plus, we're only a three-piece. So actually, to be honest, the Operation Ivy was extremely hard because I had to do the bass and the singing, right. and he's basically rapping. He's so fast on that. We did the whole Energy album, all 19 songs. Shit. And he's so fast on that album, just remembering the lyrics. I mean, to this day, when I play even my songs live, my bass playing is just muscle memory at this point. Yeah. And all I'm thinking about live is, what are the lyrics? That's <laughs> <laughs> um, always my biggest challenge, is remembering the lyrics. <laughs> That's pretty incredible, though. I like that you guys go out and do that, or, or you used to. You need to get back to it. Oh, I'm down. I'm pumped. I yeah. think the next yeah. one you should do, um, uh, Good Charlotte. Ooh, I was thinking Sum 41. <laughs> there is a couple contenders. Uh, there is a couple contenders that were up for debate when we stopped. And the only reason we stopped is because the lineup changes. But uh, we were going to do Recipe for Hate by Bad Religion. Nice. Uh, Repeater by Fugazi. Oh, nice. Um, those were definitely two of the big contenders. But, you know, it's open for debate. Very cool. Keep your ears open. It might happen. And when it does, I want a, a residual check. <laughs> for all the money you make for bringing it back. Uh, so we are almost a year removed from the latest album. Uh, what do you do now? I know you, uh, you're busy with tours uh, the rest of this year. I, you got one coming up in the summer too, right? Or near the end of the year. Uh, and then you've got festivals to fill in uh, the gaps. Do you guys, uh, do you do any writing on the road? What, you know, I, I don't imagine you sit still very often. Uh, yeah, there's not really a lot of time for writing. Um, I do most of my writing on an acoustic guitar actually. Okay. Um, and just with weather and humidity and things, bringing one on the road, it would get ruined. Okay. So and there's just not time for that. I mean, we're trying so hard just to keep up with everything. Plus, we're booking the Canadian and East Coast tour in October right now. So it's like you're constantly just, you don't stop working is the whole thing. Like, I'm, it's really annoying how much I have to be online while I'm traveling. <laughs> it's awful. But you try to find a line in between, you know, yeah. do it, find times. You got to pick and choose your battles. Well, I think you're doing a good job with the social media. Some bands don't do all of their events, and it makes it very hard to keep up with. You're doing a fantastic job. Uh, you also uh, have a new full-length documentary out called Punk Band. Is yeah, that right? it's coming out this summer, actually. Okay. I was going to say, because I couldn't find it anywhere. So um, definitely keep an eye out for that. I saw a, a little clip somewhere. I believe that it's punkbandthemovie.com. So it's going to come out in some online things like Vimeo and whatnot in middle of July, and then August 17th is the premiere in Chicago. And basically, it just kind of chronicles your uh, 2016 tour, Midwest, yeah. West Coast tour? Uh, West Coast tour. So a very similar tour to this, actually. The biggest difference is, is we're hitting Tijuana and Vancouver this time. We didn't that tour. Nice. Um, but yeah, we had somebody follow us for four and a half weeks, and it kind of chronicles that. And that was the fifth tour with that current lineup and the last one with both of them. So that's kind of why the tagline's like watching... It happened during the election of Trump. We got back yeah. the day before the election. So the tagline's like watching a punk band self-destruct while America self-destructs around them <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I am definitely looking forward to that. It looked pretty good on the little clip I saw. Um, 
Okay, so that's it for the um, traditional section of the interview. Now for the hardest part and the uh, most strictly graded part of the whole interview. This is the rapid fire section. Um, you guys are going to have a hard time keeping up with the Shell Corporation. No, 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 no. This is straight up. I don't give any breaks whatsoever. Um, okay. That's why you waited until after we went to the brewery to do this, right? Yeah. That's, that's uh, what they call the handicap. We're going to keep everything on a even playing field here. And everybody I think I've ever interviewed has been stoned or drunk. So. Oh, there we go. Um, You're in Denver now, so that ain't going to change. <laughs> yeah. So still got that to contend with. All right. We're going to do two questions apiece. We're going to start up front here with Deuce. And then we're going to move on back to Ian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm You're kicking things it. off. Then we're going to go over to Ian and then finally Ricky. So here we go. Uh, Deuce. Yeah. What kind of road tunes you guys listening to right now? Road tunes, whatever we find in Ian's car, man. Like he's got a lot. <laughs> That's eclectic, though. Yeah, man. We had we were listening to Repeater by Fugazi the other day. Uh, a lot of like local bands that he's played with through the years. A lot of his good friends from across the country we've been listening to, of varying qualities. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we've been having a lot of fun. We've been all punk in the car so far. Um, can't really name a lot off the top of my head right now. Here comes the uh, oh, fire yeah. department. As if on cue. Godspeed. Oh, this is a it's a two alarm fire. It's a deuce. It's a deuce. <laughs> it's a flaming deuce. Uh, <laughs> all right, <That's> <laughs> Ian, who would play you in a movie? Oh, uh, probably Gary Busey. <laughs> there we go. Yes, absolutely right Gary Busey. Uh, yeah. That's one of my favorite answers. I love him. I don't yeah, care what dude. anybody says. He's a little crazy, but. Hey, crazy works for him. That's awesome, man. Uh, <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> Ricky, so you guys are a touring band, and I don't know how many other places you've played, but where's the strangest place you've played, either a venue or a city, something like that? doesn't have to be on this tour, obviously. Uh, strangest places that I've played, strangest place? Um, man, that's actually a really good question. I don't know. I played, I, you know, I played mostly around the city a lot and stuff like that. I'd say maybe... I, I don't I don't even I don't even really know man probably just lame <laughs> yeah I know man no I I don't know probably um, tip top was wacky yeah probably yep yeah, that that would that would be one tip I top I played in a dungeon in New York City once damn that's crazy damn. was it a sex dungeon it's called Lit Lounge and the venue's below it and it's a total dungeon it's it was pretty crazy <laughs> it's still around as far as I know fantastic that was a good one I want to play in a dungeon uh, all right we're gonna move back up to Deuce what is your favorite non-punk artist or band ooh man there's so many I'm that sure the worst question I'm ever. sure uh, uh, non-punk let's see I have to think about that because there's so many like other different kinds of punk as well uh, I like emo if does it emo count Jr. Sure. dinosaur jr is a good one um, I really uh, What's a good one? What's a good one? I'm getting to modern baseball a lot. Okay. Um, and also, like, I, I don't really spend a lot of time listening to a lot of other music at the point because, like, I'm in three bands right now, so I'm trying to write a lot um, and learn a lot. So, yeah, I'd say Dinosaur Jr. right now is one of my go-tos for sure. I'll accept that answer. And local bands, too. I like listening to CDs I pick up along the way. Deuce, you're hitting them out of the park. You're winning so Crack. far. Ian, pressure's on. Uh, what is your favorite uh, pro tip or life hack while you're on the road? Um, so if you completely 
strike out and finding a crash spot, you start driving to the next town and stop at the first campground and you set up, set up a fire, have a couple beers, break camp with everybody in the morning and don't pay as long as it's not a state park or national park. That's a good one. Free night's sleep? Do I got the lead? Uh, that that one bumped you up a little bit more. Uh, Ricky's really shitting the bed here. We're gonna, you have, we're gonna you have no idea. Every time I wake up in the morning, I'm just like, God damn it, not again. Like the old man walking down the Fuck. street earlier. You just got the deuce. Guys, in the bed every yeah, day. guys, you would think the deuce would be shitting the bed, but he's killing it. Guys, guys, I'm very resourceful though. I, I just wake up in bed with. Him. He's he's selling himself. Okay, last question. You got a chance to redeem yourself. Why do Chicagoans think casserole is fucking pizza? Shit. Like, uh, mm. ugh, damn. Because, I mean, it's pretty much, it's, I mean, it's like pretty much got the same ingredients. Like, I don't fucking, I don't fucking know. <laughs> All right, I gotta say something here. We don't eat that shit. It's for tourists. We eat thin crust in Chicago. Good. Good. Yeah, right. I, I don't know. I like, I like them both. I'll tell you what, I like food. And that's and I like beer too. I don't know if anybody else likes beer, but I like no, beer too. Not at all. Oh, yeah. damn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's probably because it's like similar in the makeup. All right. <laughs> okay. That's fine. I can't argue you. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to. Um, okay, so two thirds of you guys did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know who didn't do a good job. Um, we're gonna go ahead and close this out. Uh, take a. Keep an eye out online for these guys, because like I said earlier, they do a fantastic job. You can check them out at voiceofaddiction.com or on Facebook and Twitter at VOA Rockers. Uh, and then, of course, on Bandcamp, voiceofaddiction.bandcamp.com. Uh, through the magic of post-production, we can get my pretty fucking phenomenal, accommodating and helpful co-host Bob to play any Voice of Addiction song you want to play out with. So which one do you want him to play? Uh, let's do Dead by Dawn. Yep. Bob, you heard the man. Hit it. Just when you thought you'd seen it all, it gets all dark before the dawn. Cause every day I learn something new that makes me. Let's go!
This is the Duke. This is Ricky Hendricks. This is Ian, and you are listening to Voice of Addiction on Dying Scene Radio. That was River Jumpers with Weathered Bones. That is from their newest and sad to say final album, Take Your Chances. I love the River Jumpers. I saw that they had a new album coming out and I got really stoked. And then they released it and said it was going to be their last album. And I got really sad. Yeah. Way to toy with my emotions, guys. It was a real roller coaster of a day for me. (laughs) You really need to consider my feelings when you're talking about uh, maintaining your existence as a band. And I don't remember seeing an email asking any of my permission. So, <laughs> But you know what? It's nice that they close up shop when releasing an album instead of just kind of like fading out, you know? Oh, yeah. They burn yeah, out absolutely. right. Go out with a bang. Yes. Uh, but yeah, really sad to hear. Uh, but the whole album was really good. Uh, that one's been on repeat for a while and is currently on my albums of the year list. Uh, ten tracks, uh, every single one of them. A gem, and they're playing two last shows, which I think are already over. Let's see, May twenty fifth and twenty sixth. Yeah, so you missed your window uh, well, there across the pond if you weren't uh, at Punk Fest two or Hastings Palace for either of those shows. Really, really dropped the ball on that one, guys. 
That, that's a show Bob would have missed. That's the, the level you're on. <laughs> We're going to start equating missing shows to different levels of Bob. Oh, there are so many levels. Uh, we deal with our sadness by making jokes. Uh, so moving on from my old neighborhood there in Van Nuys, this is The Lungs off of their new EP, Body Snatchers. This is post nasal. Name for a song, Post Nasal, but pretty rad fucking band. I love the guys in the lungs. Uh, that was from the new EP, Body Snatchers. Really miss those guys. Went to a couple shows of theirs. They always put a, put on a good performance, lots of energy. And it was always great having them there in my neighborhood. I ordered a, a T-shirt one time online, and instead of mailing it, they just hand-delivered it. Cause That's awesome. Right on the street. So yeah. That kind of service wins you uh, my fandom. So yeah. good job. Good job of the lungs. Uh, really going to miss those guys. Hold down the fort there in Van Nuys. Whenever I come back, I'll come see you. Next up, we're going to stick there in Southern California. This is Boss Fight with Get It Right.
That one was from their last album from way back in 2016, almost uh, actually a little bit over a year old now. Uh, That was from Days of Grey. That was Get It Right from Boss Fight down there in San Diego. I love those guys. The vocals are uh, unique, way too clean for punk rock. (laughs) (laughs) You got to love it when they're... uh, when they're almost too good for the genre, you guys need to really pull that back some, gritty that up, messy up the <laughs> the, the vocals. You'll, you'll never make it. You'll never make it with vocals that good. <laughs> uh, love those guys though, really good guys. Uh, uh, and never got to see them live, unfortunately. It just never our schedules never sunk up. But I'm friends with a couple of them on Facebook. We interact a lot. Um, so if you're down there in Southern California, or even if you're not, if you ever get a chance to catch them on tour, do what I have not done and go see them live. Yeah. Um, Bob, how about that interview? That was what a grand interview. Guys from Voice, Voice, of, uh, Voice of Addiction out of Chicago. Those guys are incredible. Um, I like that the, the, the lineup changes kind of pretty regularly, but this specific lineup was, was really fun, uh, really fun to talk to. I uh, had a good time hanging out in the car. I don't. Them. I don't know how I uh, having members change so regularly doesn't slow them down. Well, and that was kind of like the the question that I asked when I when I asked him kind of like the learning curve on it. Um, but he always um, Ian, the guy, the main uh, member that's always been in it. Um, he said that you know he makes sure that he gets people that have. A musical background. I know, um, but it, both it, of these guys are are classically trained. So this is kind of you know, like we mentioned earlier with the vocals with Boss Fight, they kind of actually have to you know dumb it down a little bit, probably. Yeah, but you still you got to find somebody. You got to get those rehearsals and still tie. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not that good of a musician, and and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why it doesn't make sense. Well, to me. I know I'm not that good of a musician. Yeah, but yeah, that it boggles my mind how you can just switch it up and then have people come in and and you know pick right up where the last crew i guess left off yeah um but yeah awesome guys uh, had a lot of fun on the interview and then we went to to watch the show which was pretty fucking phenomenal yeah uh, we got pictures up on uh the instagram page i'm too lazy to do show reviews uh, anymore so it's just pictures for me but you have been busy out there i'm glad you got this interview um and i'm impressed that you went and did some photo shoots and stuff so. <laughs> you haven't yeah. even been there you've been there a month as of like today right uh, yeah, maybe a couple days ago. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Three days ago. But yeah. 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 I try and keep my hands uh, busy. Idle hands are not a good thing for me, Bobbert. Um, but yeah, speaking of, you know, um, I don't know what we're going to have up next, but, uh, I did get up with the guys in potato pirates. Uh, I was okay. actually going to try and get them to get me into a show and just didn't work out. So I had some things popped up, uh, but I did uh, kind of hook them for an interview. We don't have anything pinned down yet, but I think I can probably get them uh, reeled in in time for the next episode. Nice. So maybe that. If not, we'll just do more news. Since we spent so much time talking about the no effects debacle this time, we can do a little extra time on news if we don't have the interview by then. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. The future is a mystery. I can't wait till it all unfolds in front of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm fitting in here. The scene is, is nice to me. Everybody's been really accommodating and helpful. Um, I've been meeting some new folks. And actually, our closing song today uh, was recommended by one of my new pals out here. Uh, his name is Andy. He runs Colorado Punk Rock Army, which is a great resource for uh, us locals now Very um, cool. for uh, everything that's coming up. So go over there and give him a follow on Facebook. Uh, he actually turned me on to this guy, uh, or this next band, 
Uh, and it's kind of uh, hardcore heavy this episode here, Bob. We're going to wrap it up with some hardcore. All right. And I'm probably I'm probably going to butcher the name, but the name of the song is Nazi Fucks. I think we can all uh, pronounce that well enough. <laughs> the name of the band is Almataha, if I'm saying that correctly. I'm probably butchering it. But either way, Bob will clean it up in editing, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll try. Bob, all right, let's close this fucker out. Spin that shit, Bob. Until next time, comrades, be safe. Adios. Oh, I could see a boob. There we go.